Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's do this. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on 6th and Sports Radio, 6thandsports.com, and the Odyssey app. My name is Karen Harrison. Excited to be here with you on this wonderful Thursday. Look outside. Spring feels like it's here. It is going to be 71 degrees this Sunday. So I hope that you have a lot of great springtime activities planned for you and yours. You listen to The Drive on 610 Sports Radio. My name is Karenson Harrison. Happy to be here. Rob Brenton is here as well, taking you up until 6 o'clock. Let me give you an itinerary of what we have planned for today's show. If you missed it, Eric Hosmer was on Fesco in the morning earlier today. We'll play the best of that conversation for you to hear what the future Royals Hall of Famer has to say about his time in Kansas City and his media venture as he moves forward to this next phase of his base. Baseball career as he retired from playing the game yesterday. We'll hear from Eric Hosmer. We also are going to have all pro right tackle Mitchell Schwartz. He is going to join us in studio. And I don't plan on talking about football with Mitchell Schwartz. The plan today is now I got this from Rob. And you guys are happy to chime in. 913-586-7610. Yesterday, I expressed that I only eat the breakfast food at Quick Trip. And many of you were saying, Carrington, how can you knock it if you don't try it? So I gave Rob uh, Rob $30. And I said, Rob, you get the food at Quick Trip that you think I need to try. You tell me what food I need to eat. Now, if you guys want to throw something in here, we have somebody at the station that's going out to run and get the order. So we're going to do this at 4 o'clock, right, Rob? 
Mitchell Schwartz is coming in at 4 o'clock. Tell people the four foods that you wrote down on the list that I'm going to be trying from Quick Trip. So if people are mad and they're saying, well, Carrington, why didn't you get this? I didn't have anything to do with this other than I paid for the food. As of now, the current list of items we'll be trying based on Exhaustive research of the most popular items are, in no order, the grilled cheese, the chicken bacon ranch flatbread, the brisket taco, and the mac and cheese. Editors know I did not, you know, add any spice or anything to the mac and cheese or grilled cheese. These are just as they are. No buffalo chicken, no brisket, no nothing. Just mac and cheese, just grilled cheese. Keep it plain to start out. You know what? I am willing to add one thing to the list. We can call this one, you know, text line choice, 913-586-7610. Because at first you put pretzel on there and I said, you know what? I trust I trust Quick Trip's ability to make a good pretzel. So we, we remove that from the list. We do have room for one more thing on the list, 913-586-7610, Rob. So we'll call this text line's choice. So be watching the text line. Be monitoring the text line. If you want to add one thing to our Quick Trip taste test, we will be doing this coming up at 4 o'clock. We have a lot planned over the course of the next four hours, but nothing more important than this. Pizza time on the drive. Carrington, dial me up right now. Caller number six at 913 5867 610. They win a pizza from our friends over at Pizza Tasio. Pizza Tasio is Kansas' best New York style pizza, and they've taken over the town. They got a new spot in Waldo, plus, they got locations in OP, Lee Summit, Midtown, North KC, St. Joe, and Lawrence. So, whether you're in the mood for maybe a whole pie or maybe just a couple slices is more your move, be sure to visit them now at pizzatasio.com. That's Pizza T A S C I O. I need you guys to do me a couple of favors. Number one, I need you listening each day to the show at two o'clock. Number two, I need you to tell one friend. You don't have to tell two friends, but for the best pizza in Kansas City and some of the best sports talk in the world, keep it locked in right here on 610 Sports Radio. So, Rob, I was sitting down at the computer earlier today when I was getting ready for the show and you know, Nate Taylor wrote down his Chiefs offseason checklist and to-do list, so I started kind of writing mine down as well. And as I was thinking about it, I was like, this is actually really, really easy. Now, I didn't go all the way down to 10, but I think the Chiefs offseason can kind of be summarized into five moves. And, Rob, you tell me if you think that these are right, wrong, and we can go through them. Number one. The Chiefs have a possible Hall of Famer, and I think it's fair to call him likely Hall of Famer in Chris Jones, who is about to hit free agency. We know how last offseason went with him missing basically all of the offseason workouts and also missing the first game of the season. They have a pretty big decision. I would say one of the biggest decisions of any team this offseason in the National Football League. Now, this decision is made more complicated by the fact that if you franchise tag Chris Jones, he is then owed $32 million guaranteed, and any contract that you are going to discuss with Chris Jones has to go off the basis that you owe him $32 million for this upcoming season. So I don't believe that the Chiefs are going to franchise tag Chris Jones. But if we are talking about what's the number one thing on the Chiefs offseason checklist is you're not going to be here tomorrow. And we also have Royals baseball. So today is the perfect day, I think, to unveil this checklist. The number one thing on the Chiefs checklist this offseason is a decision needs to be made about Chris Jones. If you are going to move forward long term with Chris Jones, 
then that announcement needs to happen in the next 14 days or so. We are not that far from the start of the league year. Next Thursday, so a week from today, the NFL Combine is going, and every team in the league is going to be there. And they're going to be discussing franchise tags. They're going to be discussing trade value for players. And we are very soon about to start seeing movement in the National Football League. We're probably 10 days away from that movement. I think those conversations usually happen in Indianapolis. And then in the days following the combine, you start to see moves happen. The Bears will make a decision about what they want to do with Caleb Williams. Maybe a draft day trade happens after that, and the team moves up in the draft or move backs in the draft. I think we are about 10 to 14 days away from seeing real movement in the NFL. So if you're Kansas City, and let's say that you don't want to franchise tag Chris Jones, that you want to reach a long-term agreement, you have two weeks The deadline to make a decision about the franchise tag is March 5th when it comes to Chris Jones. I think that is the number one offseason decision that this team has. Number two, it's almost in line with the Chris Jones decision. You have a very talented corner in the prime of his career in Legereus Sneed. Those are the two biggest decisions. What are you going to do with Chris Jones? What are you going to do with Legereus Sneed? Those two decisions are, to me, are tied together. I have told you guys what I would do. I would franchise tag Legereus Sneed, and I would let Chris Jones walk in free agency. We'll see if that's what the Chiefs do this offseason. Number three, and I guess the number one addition to the team, they got to go get a wide receiver. I know they have made it work over the last 12 months without that, but we saw how frustrated Patrick Mahomes was in the offseason and in the regular season. He was yelling at everybody there for about a month. If you're Patrick Mahomes, you know what I would like? I would like my regular season to be a little less stressful this year. So you're going to have some cap space. We'll see what decision you have with Chris Jones. You're also going to have MVS off the books. Now it's time for you to spend a little bit of money in free agency. You don't need to go spend T. Higgins money as he might get $20, $25 million. But it's time for the Chiefs to put a little bit of financial investment in going to go get a wide receiver. Mike Evans is a possibility. Calvin Ridley is also a possibility. Maybe Michael Pittman Jr. This is a decent class for uh, for wide receiver free agents. I don't think there's a whole lot of big-time game-changing players, and I like T. Higgins. But he's probably a strong two, possibly a 1B, but not a guy that I would really break the bank for, especially in a year in which we think there could be five or six wide receivers that go in round one of the NFL draft. So number one is decide what you want to do with Chris Jones. Number two is Legereus Need. You can flip-flop those if you want, but it's a 1A, 1B. The number one addition for me would be a wide receiver. Number four for me, Rob, would be left tackle. This year, they kind of piecemealed it together on a one-year deal with Donovan Smith. I would like this organization to find a more permanent solution at the position. For the most part, they've got a pretty solid plan in place at every other position. You've got Joe Tooney. You have him under contract. You have Creed Humphrey under contract. We'll see if you reach an extension with him. You have Trey Smith. Same thing applies to him as applies to Creed Humphrey. And you've also spent money on right tackle. They currently do not have a left tackle on their team. That seems like something they should address this offseason, and I obviously expect them to address it. I would put that as number four. And then for me, Rob, number five, and why I say that I think this is a pretty easy offseason for the Kansas City Chiefs, it's about continuing to find deals for this team. They have done a really good job in the last 12 to 14 months 
of having really solid veteran signings, whether it was Justin Watson on a one-year deal, whether it was keeping Jarek McKinnon on one-year deals, whether it was Drew Tranquil, you signed him to a deal, Donovan Smith last year you picked up on a one-year deal. If you're going to pay your quarterback what you're paying him and you're thinking of maybe signing a defensive tackle or signing a corner to a big-time deal, you want to make a move in free agency at a wide receiver. So we're talking about you taking on big contract extensions. You're going to have to continue to draft well and also find really good value in free agency. And you've done a good job of that over the course of the last few seasons. So I think this offseason is pretty straightforward for the Chiefs. You got to make a decision on Jones and Snead. I'd like for them to go get a wide receiver. They need to address left tackle as they currently don't have one. Maybe you think that's Wanya Morris. We'll see if that's the plan for this organization. And the last thing I have on my checklist, Rob, is just continue to make smart one-year and two-year signings. There's no such thing as a bad one-year deal. They've never overpaid for a one-year deal. And for the most part, the contracts that they've got guys to sign, they've been great value for the Chiefs. How they got Drew Tranquil last year on a one-year $3 million deal is beyond me, and he provided certainly more value. So maybe his price goes up a little bit, but he's expressed that he wants to come back. You want Drew Tranquil back. I expect him to be on the team. You're going to have to make some moves. Maybe you don't bring Mike Dana back, so you have to – uh, replace that move. Charles Amina, who might miss the early part of the season, the same way that you found him, go out in free agency and make a similar kind of move. That's my offseason checklist for the Chiefs. I think it's pretty straightforward. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I I feel like it's kind of the obvious checklist. Like, I'm not knocking the checklist. It seems like the obvious, hey, this is the situation. This is what Chiefs need to do. But I agree. I would have left tackle higher on my list than you, but that's because I'm going to continue to put a premium on protecting Patrick Mahomes. And I don't think Juwan Taylor or Wanye Morris is the solution. I don't think you find franchise left tackles at pick 32 or 64, but outside of that, me and you are relatively on the same page. Text line 913-586-7610. Is there something that you would add to the Chiefs offseason checklist? We can take your phone calls coming up on the side. We'd also continue to read your text, 913-586-7610. The Chiefs, as we head into the offseason, and we are one week away from the combine, and I expect movement to start to happen, the offseason picture to me for Kansas City is a pretty clear one. We'll talk about that more coming up on the other side. And... There continues to be more smoke and fire around the Chiefs adding Mike Evans. We'll get you the Vegas odds next. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kansas City, it's Isaiah Pacheco. You're listening to The Drive with Keraton Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. There's been some player movement during the commercial break. Tommy Townsend is a free agent, and the Chiefs have made a signing at punter. The Chiefs are signing former Bills punter Matt Ariza. That's how you pronounce his last name. You guys might remember Matt Ariza. He got in some off-the-field issues, to say the least. From Adam Schefter, in December, former San Diego State and Bills punter Matt Ariza was dismissed from a lawsuit that alleged A 17-year-old girl was raped at an off-campus party in 2021 after an agreement was reached with the girl. She was identified as Jane Doe. You certainly can read more about it. Admittedly, I do not know a whole lot about this story when it comes to Matt Arise. I certainly will do my reading up on it, but it sounds to me like he was cleared, and there is no question that he is one of the best college punting prospects that we have seen in a while. And if you were the Chiefs, or any NFL team, and option one is paying Tommy Townsend, which seems relative given the position that he plays, or you got an opportunity to buy a really, really high prospect at a position, likely at a really, really low cost. You took the opportunity to do it with Matt Ariza. This makes sense. He was going to be on somebody's team in the National Football League, and we now have the answer. He has been signed by the Kansas City Chiefs. I do not think that Tommy Townsend is coming back. I don't think this is some situation in which you are asking Tommy Townsend to compete for the job or you have Matt Ariza on the practice squad next year. No, the Chiefs made their decision. They're going to let Tommy Townsend walk in free agency and go get paid from another organization, and they are going to go in a different direction and sign a player, which I'm guessing, to a relatively cheap deal with a lot of incentives and also protections that if something goes wrong off the field, they can very easily get out of that contract. That's my expectation as well. But And I don't know what Tommy Townsend's number is going to be. I, it's a punter. I can't imagine he's very expensive. But the fact that Chiefs are the first team to take a risk, let's call it a risk. He had a rape lawsuit from an allegation that stemmed back in 2021. He got drafted by the Bills and has never punted in the NFL to sign that player and presumptively make him your starting punter is a little bit of a risk. I mean, it's a punter, so I guess it's a small risk money-wise, but it seems like an odd move to save a little bit of money considering Tommy Townsend's been all pro good and you figure he's not break break the bank money-wise. He's a punter. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Tommy Townsend this year made $2.6 million, the highest paid punter in the National Football League, makes around $3.6 million. So like most people, I'm assuming that Tommy Townsend wanted a raise based on last season. 
So do you want to spend top five punter money in the National Football League and give him three to four million dollars a year? I think the Chiefs have very clearly given you their answer. No, we don't want to do that. And we think that we can get comparable production for a fraction of the cost. I mean, how much do you think Matt Ariza is going to make this year on the team? 750, maybe 1.25, somewhere in that range. And if we are talking in terms of a prospect, if you were just going off what they did in college, Matt Arise is a better punter than Tommy Townsend. And Tommy Townsend is one of the best punters in the National Football League. But if we are going off the kind of prospect that he was, and we're not talking about a running back where you question if that's going to translate to the next level, they added one of the best punter in the, world's on, uh, in the world on their team at a fraction of the cost of they were playing the least one. As a football move, I think they made the right decision. And admittedly, I do not know a whole lot about the backstory and the off-the-field issue with Matt Arise. I remember the lawsuit and remember he got drafted by the bills and almost immediately after being drafted, this came out, they made the decision to release him, and he has not been in the league while this thing gets cleared up. It has now been cleared up. He is eligible to be picked up and we all know how the NFL works. They can claim morality all the time, but if you can play and you get cleared or found innocent, they will find a room for you. If you have talent, he is one of the best players in the world at his position and a good team took a chance on him. A team that served certainly has enough goodwill built up and they have a strong enough special teams room that if there was a team that could take a chance on Matt Ariza, it was the Kansas city chiefs. And you know, the more, as I look through and try to do on the fly research here, cause I'll admit I didn't open the show with the thought of, Hey, we're gonna talk about Matt Ariza. So let's look up all the allegations around what happened to him in San Diego state. And then the, lawsuit that was subsequently followed by it, but it does appear he was cleared of any wrongdoing. The San Diego district count district attorney announced that it would not be filing any criminal charges. Media outlets in San Diego, according to an AP story, obtained a recording of those meetings where Jane Doe then said that based on witnesses statement, he wasn't at the party when the alleged rape occurred. So if the NFL is as good as they say they are at background checking and finding the truth, then I would say that the chief signing here was a sign that, hey, a, a further sign beyond just the drop of allegations and drop a lawsuit that, hey, he's been cleared of any wrongdoing and it's time to get back to the NFL. It is worth noting from an on-the-field perspective, he has not punted a single NFL football. Like, in college, he was as I mean, good not as a regular season game. I mean, he's, he punted right. in the preseason for the team. I mean, he, I mean, just... I mean, it's both. We know he's gonna be, he, we know he was great in college, but he does have a track record of zero stats in his yeah, resume. No, that's fair. That's fair. I guess, I, I mean, I, I'm seeing people saying, hey, this is going to change the kicking game. I, I, I'm i just looking at how he was as a college player, and I think we at least have to acknowledge that this is this is a little bit different in your ability to translate than if we were talking about a wide receiver here. Like, we were talking about a guy in 2021 was named best punter in college football and was about to make a team and was having a lot of success and then something off the field happens, and he has been very adamant. I am innocent, I am innocent, I am innocent, and he is now eligible to play. I, I understand why the Chiefs made the move to go do it. Like, if you're talking about cutting costs and getting younger and cheaper at a position, they got younger at a position, they got cheaper at a position, and they potentially got better at a position. I I, I understand why they made the decision to move on from Tommy Townsend and bring in Matt Ariza. Maybe this is just me, and it's possible it's 100% me. Are you stunned by the amount of can he hold comments on the text line? 
when did Holder become a thing that we are really worried about with the Kansas City Chiefs? I trust Dave Tobe to make the operation go. Remember when Tommy Townsend wasn't holding it right and it was never a problem again after one media comment from Dustin Colquitt? So please spare me your text on the text line of can he hold? I don't care if he can hold. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just reading to you what people I know, are saying. It's not I don't you. know. I'm not I I admittedly I'm not here to break down Matt Arise's ability to hold for extra points and field goals. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I don't have an answer. I wish that I had an answer for you on it. I really wish that I did. I don't. I do I do not have the information. I'm sorry. Do you guys want us to get somebody on that can break down his holding and punting skills? We got free time today. Rob, you want to call somebody from Sandy? Diego State or Buffalo to learn more about Matt Arise. I'm here to do that today. I want to give the people the content that they want. We get up Jeremy White. We got Jay Skursky. You want to get Jay Skursky on on Matt Arise and his ability to hold for the team? We can do that. That's an honest question. Did he ever hold in a, a football game in Buffalo that we are aware of? Also, I love Jeremy White. He's a friend of the show. Yeah. Do we think he's a holding expert? He might be. I don't know. Laces out. I mean, uh, is, is, is he doing that? Because if he's doing laces out, then I think he's doing almost every possible thing that you could do. Uh, I, I will be intrigued to see how the rest of the league responds to this move, given what he was accused of in college and given the fact that – I. I feel, I mean, at, at least based on what we saw, I mean, he never got charged with anything and the lawsuit got dropped. I I mean, if if you subscribe to that innocent until proven guilty and you should be allowed to go on and move on with your life, I, Matt Ariza to me has done everything that you're supposed to do in this scenario. And I think the NFL handled it appropriately. I think the Bills handled it appropriately. You were accused of violence against a woman. We immediately cut you. You have been out of the league until you resolve this issue. The issue is now resolved. You were allowed to move on with your life and continue to work, and a team took a chance on you. His talent has shown through, and I mean, I think we can all agree he will now be on a zero-strike policy. If you get accused of something or do something, Matt Ariza should be off the team almost instantly. You got a second chance. You are not guaranteed a third chance, especially not as a punter in the National Football League. If you mess, up, if you mess up again, you're out of here. You're done. You're cooked. You're cooked. Someone said it's not about breaking down the skills. It's about chemistry. I, the Chiefs seem fine to roll the dice. I mean, they didn't really waste a whole lot of time here. I, I understand the concern about Tommy Townsend. I guess I would say if whenever Tommy Townsend is on the field, it's normally not an outcome that you're happy with. They either have to settle for three or they have to give up possession to the other team. Like, it's normally not good when Tommy Townsend is there. And I don't know why I should be so worried about the chemistry that they have. They still are are complete. Are they still cleaning up the confetti in downtown Kansas City? And they made the decision to get rid of Tommy Townsend. So far, they have made one decision this offseason, and they got him off the team almost instantly. It ain't been two weeks since the Super Bowl, and they already made the decision. So the Chiefs feel very, very confident letting Tommy Townsend move on as punter. So I'm, you know, I'm, in, I'm inclined to at least, uh, I'm at least agree. I'm, I'm going to be on their side with this one at least for the time being, until proven otherwise. And we'll see if they're wrong when it comes to Tommy Townsend. That's the breaking news story that the Chiefs, they are getting a new punter. Tommy Townsend is gone. His flowing locks will be punting for another team. And Matt Ariza is going to be kicking for the Kansas City Chiefs. Coming up on the side, there's a question that went viral today about sports movies. We'll ask you the question next. Keep it right here, Sir Drive. 
You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Download the Odyssey app and listen to The Drive with Carrington wherever you are. People on the text line are, I would say, very split about, at least it would appear, that the Chiefs are not going to bring back Tommy Townsend. They have signed Matt Ariza. He is a punter. He was on Buffalo. He had an off-the-field incident, and he has been cleared of all the charges. And he is now back in the league. He is going to play for your Kansas City Chiefs. I would like to pass one bit of information. People are asking how he's holding, and I I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. But I am here to report, I guess, what I could just very easily Google for you about Matt Ariza is his last year of college, his average punt was 58, excuse me, 56.78. If he does that in the NFL, he would have been the best punter last year in the league. At least from an average standpoint. Now we can go inside the 20. However you would classify who the best punter is. If he is just simply the exact same punter that he was in college, he'd be the best punter in the National Football League. Seems pretty important. And I'm assuming the Chiefs got him at a deal. I'm assuming they got him for the low. And you put him with a very, very good special teams coach, very well respected, that I'm going to guess that that person is also vouching for... Matt Ariza, and I'm assuming that they have done a very good job of vetting his background and they know his story and they obviously feel very comfortable about bringing him in. So I'm inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to side with them on this one. Rob, I saw a tweet that was going around and the tweet was, what is the most unrealistic thing? that you can recall happening in a sports movie. This was tweeted out by Dylan Powell earlier today. Well, Rob, I have my answer for what's the most unrealistic thing that I can recall happening in a sports movie. You know what? I'll give you three. Number one for me is going to be rookie of the year. Henry Rowan Gardner was a below average athlete. Henry Rowan Gardner was playing right field, hitting eighth for his little league team. He had a tragic accident, broke his arm. Don't wish that on anybody. And next thing you know, him and his friends are sitting in the outfield at the at the Cubs game. And a home run gets hit, which happened pretty frequently for the Cubs in the mid-90s. They were giving up a lot of home runs. And now you guys know you got to throw the ball back onto the field. He didn't just throw the ball back on the field. 
This arm injury turned him into Bo Jackson, and he threw an absolute strike, a laser from right field to home plate. And then, next thing you know, he goes from spectator to now as a 12-year-old. He is the closer for the Chicago Cubs. And, Rob, let's take it one step further. He eventually loses his power. Yes, his arm goes back to normal, and you know what? He's back to the same mediocre average kid that he was before. How does he get the best power hitter in baseball out at the end of the movie? I'm sorry I'm going to spoil it for you, but this movie came out in 1997. If you haven't seen it by now, I'm sorry you've had your opportunities. Rob, he throws a flutter ball. I mean, straight underhand, slow pitch, flutter ball. It was slower than my first pitch at Kauffman Stadium last year. Absolute noodle arm threw it underhand. And you're telling me a big league hitter, he swung and missed? No, you know what happens. If Rookie of the Year was a real movie, that man hits the ball into the apartment complexes across the street Henry Rowan Gardner loses the game for the Cubs. They don't go to the World Series. And Henry Rowan Gardner, his mom, and that journeyman pitcher that she started sleeping with on his on her son's baseball team, they have to move and go somewhere else because Henry Rowan Gardner can never go back to Chicago. That's how Rookie of the Year happens if it's a real movie. That's number one on my list. Number two on my list, Rob, is the movie The Program. Now, I love the movie The Program. Joe Kane started off the movie as Joe Burrow, Heisman candidate. Oh, he was going to have a fantastic season. He had at least three near-death incidents in the movie. And while the college football season was going on, he entered rehab. You don't come back and play football for that team in the same season. No. Sure, maybe you get in trouble off the field and the team covers it up. But if you were at the point in the midst of you guys still have a chance to win your conference and win your bowl game, and you have to check yourself into rehab, you don't come back for the final game of the season to help. No, that's not how it works. You know what? You're done for the rest of the year. You're done. I'll give you one more movie, Rob, the movie Blue Chips. For their local paper, they put together one of the greatest investigations that I've ever seen. I mean, they got pictures of Ricky Rowe getting briefcases of money and getting brand new tractors. No local, no, no, no local newspaper is doing that. They also put this investigation together over the course of a college basketball season. No, no chance. Those are my top three most unrealistic things that have happened in a sports movie. Listen, I have two, and I'm stunned you didn't have my two. Like, your three are fine. They're not realistic moments but I think you're getting too much in the weeds of the actual sports let's talk about the two most unrealistic moments in sports movie history number one air bud <laughs> can you imagine if parents listening let's say your kid is playing I don't know fourth or fifth grade basketball and he has a game on Saturday at I don't know, Lee Summit Middle School, just grab a town and you show up and it's like, all right, the Panthers have a chance to win the game and they have a chance to become the champs of the Lee Summit League. And you sit down and the opponent walks in. They're like, yeah, their starting point guards, a golden retriever. 
and he starts hooping, you would be like, darn, that dog got us and walked out. Air Bud no. is one of the great athletes of our generation. You talk about Bo Jackson, a multi-sport athlete that could play baseball and football. Deion Sanders, also a multiple sport athlete. How dare you disrespect Air Bud when Air Bud shown you that he could be messy on the soccer field. He could be Irving Fryer as a wide receiver. He also was Steve Nash on the court. How dare you disrespect disrespect Airbud on this show? That's what you're going to do. You're going to disrespect it. I'm sure if you took him out to your driveway and tossed the ball, he could bounce it off his nose into the basket. That's awesome. But you're telling me he dribbled up the floor and then passed the ball. And then in the big moments, no one could figure out how to defend a dog who is at no more than six to nine inches off the ground and swat his shot. Come on. Speedy point guard. Someone on the text line sent this, and I'm inclined to agree. I will accept accept no Airbud slander on these airwaves. I'm with you. (laughs) Nah, I'm with you. I can't believe this. This is a little bit out of pocket for you. Fine, fine. If you don't want Airbud's the most unrealistic, I got another one for you. Are you ready? Little Big League. The owner of the twins tragically passes away. And, and they he, put a kid in charge. He left the team to his grandson, who was like 11. First off, can you imagine the ownership group was like, yep, sounds good to me. The 11 year olds in yeah. charge. There's a million reasons why that's flawed. And then the 11 year old becomes in charge. You know what he first does? Installs himself as GM. Real. Yeah, you can do that when you own the team. Then he thinks to himself, man, the manager's not playing the team I own and have built properly. I'm going to fire the manager. I'm just going to have all three jobs. I, at 11 years old and no experience in baseball, can manage, general manage, and own this team. All the while, they start becoming this plucky underdog story where the journeyman or past his prime first baseman starts sleeping with his mom and he's totally okay with this. <laughs> Yo, it was a, I, every movie doesn't need a love interest. Like there is no reason in rookie of the year. There's no reason why your son joins the Cubs and now you just start dating Jamie Moyer. Like why? Like why are you doing this? Your kid works there now. It seems like there's a lot going on that you're trying to get your swerve on with Bruce Chin. And then in Little Big League, you're right. Every movie doesn't need a love interest. It could just be about baseball. It could just be the text line is saying, what about like Mike with Little Bow Wow who finds the magical Jordans and now he just turns into Kyrie Irving. That's also a great one. I'm going to give you guys this one and you guys know how. Rest in peace to Carl Weathers. The first Rocky movie is either unrealistic or Apollo Creed's a bum. Here we go. It's one of the two. It, it can't be both. Can you imagine right now, Rob, if they just found a random fighter down at the YMCA? Because that's who Rocky Balboa was, a random fighter down at the YMCA. And they just put him in the ring with Tyson Fury. And he took Tyson Fury the distance, and it was a split decision. No. One of two things have to be true. I'm sorry. Don't we learn in Rocky 2, though, that he's legit? Like, don't we learn throughout the Rocky series that he and Rocky were this great No, I continue to learn that Apollo Creed was a fraud is what I continue to learn. That he might be the most overrated fictional athlete of all time. That's who he might be. The most overrated 
fictional athlete that we have ever seen. Going out of your way to disrespect the dead. R.I.P. to Carl Weathers. I love Rocky. I love Carl Weathers. I'm just telling you. You were supposed to be the heavyweight champion of the world. That's what you guys want me to believe. You want me to believe that Apollo Creed is the best boxer in the world. And this guy who didn't have a home, whose girlfriend was picking up extra shifts down at the pet shop, who didn't even have a proper training regimen, terrible diet, his training regimen consists of hitting meats and chasing chickens around. He was able to take the best fighter in the world to a split decision. No, Apollo Creed was a bum. An absolute bum is what he was. That same fighter became the champ and beat the greatest trained athlete in Russian sports history and won the Cold War. (laughs) Coming up at the top of the hour, Eric Hosmer was on Fesco in the morning. We'll play the best of that conversation for you here in a bit. Our guy, Matt Verderam, shout out to him. He was on Cody and Gold earlier today, and he was asked who's more important to the Chiefs. Is it LeJarius Sneed or Chris Jones? Here's what Matt Verderam had to say. I think if you're Brett Veach, you're talking to both sides, right? You're talking to the Katz brothers with Jones, and you're talking to Safaro Lawson, the agent for Jerry Sneed, and you're saying, look, uh, I'm willing to tag either one of these two players, um, and so it, it behooves everybody to work out a long-term deal before that, that drop-dead date of the, of the tag deadline. So, now, look, I don't think it's going to be easy with either one. Obviously, we already saw what this looked like with Chris Jones last summer. I think if the Chiefs are going to sign him long-term, they're going to have to up the offense. There's no question. They're going to have to get either really close to or at that $30 million a year range. But, you know, I, I think the question there is what is the term? Is it a couple of years? Is it three years? I know speaking to people in the league, they think he could get a four-year deal. So where does it land? As far as Snead goes, you know, doing due diligence, talking to people in the NFL, there's an expectation, hey, look, he could command around $15 million a year. I think if you're the Chiefs, that'd be pretty good. Maybe that number has gone up since the Super Bowl, the way he played toward the end of the playoffs. Maybe now it's more in the 17- to 18-year range. It's, it's cheaper to tag Snead, but I think Jones has to be the priority right now for the Chiefs. They can, they can kind of withstand losing Snead, even though they wouldn't want to. Losing Jones, I don't know how you replace him. I, under, I agree to a certain extent when it comes to Chris Jones. That if you were saying, who is the easier of the two to replace? Rob, I think you and I are on the same page, and you've made this argument. They have done a great job at corner, and if you have to go draft another corner and you don't pay Snead, I 100% agree with you. I guess what my question would be, and I'd ask this question to Matt Verderam, and I can ask it to you guys. If the Chiefs felt that way, why have they been unwilling to pay Chris Jones what the market says that he's worth. If, if, if the Chiefs view Chris Jones as an irreplaceable part of their defense, why are they so unwilling to pay him close to what the market says that he's worth? Because at some point, it becomes a supply and demand, and he plays a position where there's not a lot of great defensive tackles, and he might now be the best defensive tackle in the National Football League. I know that we like to make it seem like his agents are the worst things in the world. The contract that the Chiefs offered him last year is not a deal that I would tell him to sign, and I'm not his agent. If you were the best at your position and they offer you a deal that, A, doesn't give you the guaranteed money that you would get in free agency and also doesn't get you the per-year average, I would not tell my clients to sign that deal. 
I just don't know if the Chiefs feel the way about Chris Jones that maybe we think they do. And it would seem at least last year, at no point did the Chiefs seem willing to budge and either give him that third year or get him closer to the per year average that he can now get by them simply franchise tagging him or allow him to walk in free agency. So Rob, I agree with you. And this is the point that you have made. If you were saying who is more important, I agree that it is Chris Jones, but I don't know if that is the argument in this conversation more so is who is going to be easier for you to resign and retain. And I think that player is obviously Snead. I think there are, Two, I mean, it's a very complex conversation with the Chiefs. I think you're right. I think when it comes to ease of re-signing a player, I believe that Snead is probably the easier player to re-sign because of what we saw all offseason with Chris Jones. I mean, a lot of people have it seared in their memory that first game of the year against the Lions where the banner was raised, and he's watching a suite with his agents. That is on their head forever. I agree. I think Snead is the easier player to fix, but I also think on the field matters. And I think on the field has to matter more. Chris Jones, a more impactful player than Legereus Snead. period. Legereus needs great. Chris Jones is more impactful. Second follow up to that question on the, on the field part is if you lose Chris Jones, who's got next? I don't know. Tershawn Wharton maybe is a solid rotational player. We've only seen like one and a half years of new injury. Derek Nottie's a free agent. I assume he's back, but I know that he's not as good as Chris Jones. And then after that, it's Mike Pinnell. I know he's not as good as Chris Jones. You can draft someone, but if you draft a player at 32, that's a not a wide receiver. So you're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul. And I'm betting that guy's not as good as Chris Jones. Meanwhile, if you walk on Snead, who's got next? Trent McDuffie, who's an all-pro, Joshua Williams, who has shown flashes of being a really good corner a good in the league. corner, Jalen Watson. Jalen Watson, another good corner yeah. in the league. Then, then knowing them, they'll probably make another pick. They'll draft somebody in the third through fifth round, and that player will likely end up working out. I don't disagree with you on Jones. Like, I at least want to be clear on that part. I don't disagree with what people are saying about Chris Jones. My argument is... Everything that you were saying about Chris Jones was also true last season, and the Chiefs seemed very unwilling to just simply pay him what the market says that he's worth. So at some point, I do think it leads you to believe either the Chiefs don't see him as, as valuable as everyone else sees him as, or the Chiefs have made a decision that there is a number that they are not willing to go past with that player, and that number is far off from what the franchise tag number is about to be. If the most they offered him last year is $27.5 million and they are about to fran- or they have and they, they now have the choice to franchise tag him at $33 million, they are very, very far apart on what the long-term value is for that player. And it's not two for 54. Now, if you want to add on another guaranteed year and you and you make this a three-year guarantee, yeah, you can probably get that done. But I just don't see Kansas City paying what it costs to retain Chris Jones. Didn't they try with every part of their being to get it done last year? And you're right. The results matter. They didn't. They failed. But how many times last offseason? I could just search Brett Veach's name in our system. And I'm sure at the Combine last year when he was on this show, he talked about, we love Chris. We want to retain Chris. When he was doing his pre-draft interview, which is useless, but that's not here nor there. He talked about, we love Chris Jones post draft. They talked about, you know, Chris Jones, our biggest priority this summer as free agency, you know, press conference happened. They all talked about, Hey, we like Chris Jones. 
into the summer, we saw reports, hey, the Chiefs are trying to get a deal done with Chris Jones. Then there are reports that Chris Jones might not come to camp and there's not a deal done. Me and you thought, hey, deadlines make deals. It's going to happen. They negotiated all the way through camp and all the way up until week through week one of the NFL season. They at every turn were trying actively to get him done. In that same time window, was there ever a report, ever anything about them trying to get Snead done? So you're right, the results matter. They never got done with Jones, but they have at every turn tried, and I think that matters. No, I think that matters, but I guess to me their trying would be like if you were selling something, like let's say you have a car, a pretty valuable car, and you're very firm on the price, and I keep messaging you, and we are very far apart. You can be really aggressive in trying to buy the car, but unless you're willing to pay the amount of money that I have the car for, your aggressiveness kind of goes in vain. I'm with you. I think the Chiefs aggressively tried to get Chris Jones to take a hometown discount last year, and I think at every single turn he said, no, I don't want to take a hometown deal. Now after winning another Super Bowl, having another first-team All-Pro year, and now staring the face of a franchise tag down, if he wasn't willing to take 80% last year, I don't know why we think he's willing to take 80% now after everything when if you did all this to get more money, you now have the opportunity to go get all the money you thought you were worth. Coming up on the other side, we will hear from Eric Hosmer. He went on Fesco in the morning earlier today to talk about his retirement. Also, the next phase of his baseball career. We'll play the best of that conversation next. Keep it right here. It's the drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.